Hello and welcome to another episode of the Polytechnicast. I am Rob Stenzinger. This is a place where I record like journals, you know, verbally exploring some stuff, giving myself a prompt, a question, what have you, and and exploring. This is a lot like a written blog, except, well, in some ways it's easier, in some ways it's, it's you know, it's more complicated. But um, I do written, uh, written blogging as well at interactive-storyteller.com. The Polytechnicast lives there too. Just go to that URL slash Polytechnicast. And if you're like, well, I never knew there's a website. Yeah, there's totally a website. Polytechnicast doesn't exist just in the um, podcast resharing and resharing marketplaces. But all right. I recorded some thoughts about a question that a friend and colleague asked me. And I'm going to hit play on that recording now. I'm going to do my best to answer what I think is a pretty ambitious compound question. But I want to see where this goes. So I have a friend and colleague, um, former collaborator that, that writes me about um, wanting to, co- to, to improve communication skills, you know, written things that, um, that could be distributed and read asynchronously, especially. And through that leveling up, um, make weave in there, getting better at knowing, understanding, and communicating um, philosophy and values, right? So... So how do you do that? Well, this person is you know, someone who works, um, comes from a, from a computer science, a STEM background. Um, so, and it's so funny too, where engineering is very much science. Computer science can have some engineering, but then there's a lot of culture around it that isn't really, like you think about, it's like someone asking this question that, that um, you know, you think, well, and I know I've been in environments too where I I I feel odd. Like I am speaking in terms that don't land. Where um, you know I'm really trying to you know pitch and recommend. Hey, let's do some research. Let's let's um, you know do some contextual inquiry with the people who are using our API, right? Or people who are. Um, you know, whatever, getting this pack of data, getting whatever from our company and different, different cases and things I've, I've worked on over the years where, you know, being a, a, a lead designer, but also, um, an engineer and technologist. And sometimes both, depending on the gigs I've been at, as far as official role, not just the skills I bring and background. Right. <sighs> but, but, you know, you can, I've been in environments where, um, as soon as you start talking about something other than, well, uh, quantifying a thing you saw in the logs and describing what could be done to make that different, right? So ways to improve performance or to, um, to fix errors that are apparent in the system from the system's own point of view on the system. That stuff gets, you know, more attention. Also things that 
are, you know, beliefs and ideas based on the, um, the folks that would be running different projects. Some projects I've been very integrated and part of like a, like a data informed, human inclusive, um, pretty, pretty robust decision approach. And I've been in other case, other situations that, um, you know, not, not so much. I mean, decisions didn't, um, you know, it, it, it was viewed as, is, uh, uncomfortable and confusing and, and complicating to, to in, include a desire to learn more about the audience and, and, and no matter their background, if they were also fellow programmers or what have you. But, um, yeah. And, and it's just at different points, especially earlier, earlier in my career, I'd run into that. And then I, th- I realized that I, from like my approach in encountering this, this, you know, this culture of um, folks who want to argue against including humans, right? I, I, I knew that this, like what I, what I describe, what I pitch needs to have um, some framing and ideas and values that come from uh, the engineering background, the business uh, perspective, and also uh, bring the audience to to get involved in a new light. So, you know, how do you do that? Well, first, I recognize that I believe this. I believe that, and I'm going to include it. So not everything you write, not every single thing is a permission. And, and, And whatever you do create even if you are doing it under the guise of, well, I have permission to do every single thing that I do, every line of code, every comment, it all falls within the style and these parameters and what have you. <clears throat> You're still a human. You're still a human and you still misunderstand stuff. I guarantee it. And as it, emergent behavior in you and the humans all around you, you might think you understand the thing. You might actually understand the thing, but someone else on your team, maybe they don't. And so you're going to be dealing with these um, differences in beliefs and perceptions all over the place. And I wonder, like, maybe that's where some, how some folks in computer software develop their um, discussion skills and um, conflict exploration and resolution skills is that the whole, um, you know, abrupt disagreement and all this kind of stuff. Um, because of those conundrums and they, they can be frustrating to be, to be stuck in when someone misunderstands and all that. But then if you understand it's, well, it's your job then to help others come participate in your understanding and also, you might be wrong. <laughs> and you might be wrong based on your own criteria and what you think would be worthwhile. Like, what makes what you're working on successful and important and all that? Well, you don't know if you aren't practiced at questioning it. So I think the leveling up with this comes from, the question, comes from questioning and practicing. So writing and considering, um, well, I'm just like with any software. I mean, software is communication too. It's communication that has a whole lot of, um, you know, established procedure and protocol. 
and maybe the correct document to solve the communication need you have right now is more ambiguous. But you still, if you practice, you'll have an idea that, well, there could be some templates and approaches that you find are repeatable and useful. So practicing writing your whole idea in 500 words or less, that's great. 300 words even, you know, maybe even a couple sentences. And so as you are practicing thinking clearly and writing ideas that convey what you're thinking, that practice and evaluating it over time will lead to you leveling up in these skills. And like messages don't exist in their own in a vacuum. So a message can be a part of a system. So what if you provide a super tiny version, a more elaborate overview, and then potentially a very deep exploration? So that's that, you know, the, each of those could be, well, um, let's say 400 characters or less, and then let's say 500 words or less. And then for the third category, um, maybe 10 pages or less. And so, you know, you could, you could be getting up to 5,000 words, maybe, um, <clears throat> depending. Eh, that's a little high for 10 pages, somewhere in there. But like you're, you get the idea that the scale can, can match the problem. Because if your thinking can't be honed down, then maybe you don't understand the thing well enough. So you're, you're now believing in it's important to understand as much as you can about the topic as within reason. You don't need to know everything. But if you understand where, you're, where your understanding is now lacking, you can ask some pretty great questions to extend it further, right? So now your documents become a catalyst to gather more knowledge. And so in a moment in time, you could have these different forms of a very tiny version, a, a small version, and a, a longer version, if you need it, right? Write the smallest version that you can get away with to help solve the communication problem. Then follow up. Find out what people understand. So what did you get out of reading what I shared with you, right? And learn from that. Learn from folks who react. You may work in an environment where that's not, a, not common, where folks would, be, would want to share this impression. Just maybe provide an answer and, and that's that. Treat it like a transaction. But I would hope that you work with someone who'd want to treat it like a conversation, and maybe they share similar motivations to you, like, oh, they're also working to improve in their communication skills and stuff. How awesome is that to make that kind of connection? Because we're not doing this alone. You're communicating with other people because you recognize that the systems are for people and that systems and programming are all communication and that the communication also that can influence these things, maybe even the most, is written ideas, motivations, proposals, recommendations, stuff that humans reach out to each other about, pitches, when you're like, I see this thing in this way, I think we should go 
and, how, and, and make something happen. And this is my call, right? You're not going to get every single pitch to land and, and go, in, go in a direction that, that you would have hoped. But there you go. It's a system. The communication is a system. If you looked at that, this is like one tax, one one-time thing where I'm going to write this document and ah, I won the sweat, I clear it from my brow. I don't, gotta, I don't have to write this kind of thing anymore. You know, it's off my system. It's in, it's in someone else's hands. If that's your part of your writing process and you shake it off and you come back and realize, oh, okay, I'm going to have to clarify. I'm going to need to maybe follow up with questions. So instead of waiting for questions, reach out with questions. Make that communication a system, right? The programs and stuff that you build, they don't just sort of run once and fall over. They probably have some kind of loop or use over time. Communication's the same way. So as far as getting to the heart of your philosophies and beliefs and all that, I think it can help with, um, well, you will meet those ideas over time as you write and as you share. You share thoughts about systems and then some of these things will stick with you and you will... Um, repeat them again in a different form at a different time. And you're going to notice them. And you're going to say, wow, this is something I really care about. And for me, one of those ideas is systems are for people. And systems are people and systems are communication. And, and that includes everything from the data that changes slower to the programming that may change more frequently to the programming in, in running state which may, may change more rapidly. And it's all communication. It comes from us. So um, you will notice the things that recur. And if you want to go, f- go further faster with that, then I recommend doing journaling. I recommend doing journaling related to um, like robust planning. Uh, things that, that are... Well, folks facilitating you through some kind of coaching that lets you dig into your um, ideas and really um, ask yourself why. Why do you care? And, and the stuff that stands out and holds up um, to you, hold it up to others. And now you, 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 you turn that into, well, communications, expressions of that. Maybe um, stuff like uh, a great a great approach was to st- is to just expect some ideas like this to be with your um, with the projects on the teams you work in right now. Like if you if you have a category of guiding principles for this project, great. Not it's not a trivial thing to write. Or what if this project had such, you know, passion behind it that these principles are strong beliefs that we want to proclaim and invite others to participate in. That's a manifesto. And that's an awesome kind of manifesto. I, th- I feel good about those things. I mean, you know, growing up in the news and all that stuff, certain manifestos being, you know, referred to by um, maybe unhealthy people you know, using that to, to do unhealthy things. I'm setting that aside. I mean, I don't, you know, the news 
connotation, throw negativity on it. I like if you really you know love and believe a thing, you know then then put it into that kind of uh, form, and and then see if other people buy into it or or, or like it or want to talk about it or give you a pull request and adjust it or whatever. Um, anyway, there you go. There's some ideas about improving communication skills. Hopefully, in the context of you know of recognizing this combination of of um, you know computer computer software and business culture kind of intertwined, and uh, and that's of course a, a a bigger topic on its own. And as far as understanding, you know where you are in that and and who you're trying to reach, that's a part of those kinds of kinds of cultures, and that can that can really affect um, what it's like. <laughs> Because a more willing audience is always a lot, um, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a more nourishing process. Some conflict, some disagreement is pretty healthy. And, um, but, if, but if everything you meet is, with, is, you write is met with um, such a mistrust that it's not even comprehended, then, um, then I think you have other questions to consider. So... Um, like who would, who might be, you know, like what could you learn to, to make those questions welcome or who might be a better audience to work with? So, all right, those are my thoughts and I will um, share this podcast or this is for sure going to be a Polytechnicast now. All right, that was a lot of fun answering that question, and I don't mean that in the definitive well. And that, and I solved it. <laughs> I don't think I solved it, but I hopefully provided some useful food for thought. And that's, I mean, questions are that too, useful food for thought. And that's something I really, I enjoy that kind of, you know, back and forth process and stuff. I appreciate um, being recognized as someone that can, you know, some folks can reach out to and ask interesting questions. And now there's a lot of ways where I do that. I mean, if you're a former uh, colleague or if you're a friend, I mean, that's, that gets you a different audience. And, um, you know, depending, right? Uh, answering a question on the Polytechnicast, they'll do for free. But if you want a coaching session, that's a different deal. Um, I'm going to say that uh, if you're curious about my coaching service, uh, Go to interactive-storyteller.com slash coaching and you will get a quick form to get in contact with me and set up like a 15-minute session to chat. So that's one way to explore that path. Um, also, I have a newsletter, another place where I will share some thoughts and whatnot, and I'm about to publish the first one really soon. So you want to get in on that. Uh, it, you know, right away, I would think. If you see the footer uh, if, at interactive-storyteller.com, there is a little spot that you can, you can just put your email address in and sign up for the newsletter. So there's another way to stay in the loop for the stuff that I make and whatnot. I think I'm going to publish something else another time. Why newsletter or whatnot? Well, you know, because then that's just, it's unmediated. It's just you and I. You, you you delete it, you skip it. That's all right. That's that's you're you're in the control. You're the algorithm, not someone else in between you and I. Right. That's what's cool about newsletters. Short version. Okay. So um, if you have any thoughts, questions, reactions to this kind of stuff, um, you can reach me via email, Rob 
at shieldsstenzinger.com. And I, I think that's the best way to do it. <coughs> Another way to reach me is the contact form on interactive-storyteller.com. And that's just interactive-storyteller.com slash contact. All right. I appreciate you downloading this. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you.